Welcome to Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. The only podcast to bring you insights on the world of hunting, fishing, and boating. With your host, J. Paul Jackson. You don't say much, do you? Now, load up and side in. This is On the X. Welcome to the Excel Boats on the X podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. This afternoon, I'm back here, J. Paul Jackson, with my co-host, Dave Reynolds. And we also, returning, have a very special guest, Mud Buddy and Excel Boats' own Glade Harris. How's it going, guys? It's going good. It's going good. Good to see you again. Yes, sir. Good to see you. And hopefully, I'll, I'll see you with some ducks involved before long because man it's coming up on that time of year yeah, we had our youth on yesterday or uh, this last weekend actually two days ago how'd jack do um he did good if there were more ducks he would have done better but uh you know it was <laughs> it was a fun hunt i mean it, it was 90 degrees saturday so you know i had a couple of hours in the morning where the birds are flying and and uh because it's been so dang warm and hot here there weren't a lot of ducks but we had a great time. We shot a few. Zoe was, it was her last youth hunt. So that was sort of sentimental, sort of sad. Just be me and Jack from here on out, but it was fun. Good to get the season underway and get some, some shooting in it. Yeah. I saw a picture of Zoe the other day. Uh, she just had a birthday. So I guess yeah, she I'll ate a youth hunt and stuff, but man, what a beautiful young lady. You've got to be super proud of her. Yeah, she's been a great girl, straight A's, and loves to hunt, and um, yeah, what could, better can I ask for? You know, it was a busy day Saturday. We had the youth hunt, and then we had to rush home, and then she had a horse show that afternoon, so busy, busy life. Keep me out there. <laughs> Chasing them around. How about for you, Glade? You getting ready for duck season? Yeah, I'm just kind of uh, uh, closing up my big game hunting for the year. Um, and fishing so uh, another another two weeks and uh, our our regular season opens so we'll we'll start getting after it that sounds so crazy to hear you talk about closing up your big game season and <laughs> no season for deer just began here i mean our big game season throughout the southeast you know it hadn't even started yet we started middle of august yeah middle of august um, and most of the archery hunts close around the middle of september in idaho they go till the end of september so, yeah, been been pounding the hills uh, like crazy. So I uh, I'm ready to to start my winter coat and start eating ding dongs and ho hos from the gas station. <laughs> good duck hunting diet. Yeah, you know sausages and yeah. I like good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I got two or three cans of Vienna sausages in my blind bag, pretty much at all time. What are you talking about? All teen crackers, Vienna sausages, maybe a little bit of cheese. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're both looking awfully lean and dang dave i saw a picture of you from the last uh cycling event of the season dude you were like all just muscle and bone and that's it no fat you're gonna freeze your ass off completely. Uh, i got some time to fatten up yeah that was an eight hour mountain bike race actually i've done three mountain bike races in the last month and a half a total of 28 hours Holy smoke. So, yeah, I, I'll start fattening up. I work on it. <laughs> you know, I, I, if not, I got some nice, warm, sick of clothing. So, let me tell warm you, if I don't have the fat. I don't know about you, Glade. 
but I'd have to have a big mean sucker chasing me for me to ride a bicycle 28 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only, the only, uh, exercise that I get this time of year is, uh, forced, you know, chasing animals up and down <laughs> the mountains. Yeah. I don't do anything for sport. And speaking of animals that can turn around and chase you, tell me about your gator hunt. Yeah. What a, what an awesome experience. So, um, we went with our, with our, he's a mud buddy XL backwater performance dealer in central Florida, fast duck motors. Um, he had us out there, uh, for, for about a week. Um, and it was tough in, in Florida. It, it's different than, than other places in the country. Uh, most other places you can shoot them with a rifle. You can catch them on a, on a bait hook. Uh, in Florida, you have to snag them with either a, a big snatch hook or a, or a, a weighted treble hook on a fishing rod. So you, uh, you basically kind of idle around. The, yeah. Yeah. Idle around the marsh. Um, just seeing, seeing them float up, up on the surface and, um, you know, hopefully you can get close enough to where you can cast this big giant treble hook over their back and snag them. And at that point, uh, you know, it's game on. <laughs> it's going to be a battle. I, I know at least with snag salmon. I mean, you snag a fish accidentally, of course, and yeah, it, it's hard to land them because you don't have any control of them, um, especially when you snag their back. I mean, they could go anywhere. You know, when you snag them in the mouth, at least you have some control. I can imagine an alligator snagging that thing in the back. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, we hunted really, really hard morning and night for five days. Uh, we, it, the water was so deep that we couldn't really find the alligators when they would sink down, they would move. Um, so we extended the trip one day, but I went to a different spot and, and, um, it's kind of the same thing. We saw one out there, 300 yards idled up to it. And, um, we got about a hundred yards away and it sunk. So we kind of just, you know, went to where we thought it might be and just started blindly casting this big giant treble hook on the, on the bottom and, and dragging it across the bottom on about the 15th cast or something like that. Uh, you know, all hell broke loose and, and, um, <laughs> I think it almost spooled me twice. Uh, I of course hooked it right on the bat on the tail. So, oh, you know, man. I have zero leverage. He can do whatever he wants. It's, it was a, a 10 foot alligator. Um, who know, you know, probably weighed 350 pounds. Uh, it was, a uh, it was quite the battle. But did you land it? We did. So w one, you get one hook in it and fight it and try to kind of tire it out. Um, if somebody else on the boat tries to also get a second fishing rod, uh, and, and treble hook into it. So you have two in case one of them falls out. So we got two hooks in it, finally got it close. Um, but it still would not come up off the bottom. We're in seven feet of water or so. And we could not get it lifted up off the bottom. Well, Sid fast duck motors is, uh, you know, six foot six and 300 pounds said, give me that rod <laughs> and, uh, starts, starts, you know, horsing on it and pull, pulling it, pulling it, pulling it. And, um, the rod snapped in half. Oh man! And these are big giant, uh, big game rods, huge, huge rods snapped that in half. So now it was really crazy. That pissed <laughs> off the alligator. Um, we finally got like a, you pissed off already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I said, uh, while we were there, I, I think I agitated his medulla oblongata. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he was upset. Um, finally got him with a, a big giant snatch hook, got him close to the boat, hit him with a harpoon. So now we had four lines in him. 
finally able to hoist him up close to the boat and then uh, hit him with a bang stick in, in the back of the head. So that's how they do it in Florida. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. We were, we, I mean, we're, we're filming the whole thing. So we had the pressure of all that, um, stayed an extra day. We were uh, closing time is 10, a, 10 a.m. You cannot hunt them past 10 a.m. And it was about nine by the time we, we finally got this thing and we we're flying out in a couple hours. So just in the nick of time, we got it done. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yep. So we're in, uh, yeah. yeah, we were in, uh, an 1860 F4 with, uh, with a 5,000 on it. Um, we had four guys in there, all of the alligator gear, the, the alligator, you know, three, 350 pounds. And we were still doing 27, 28 miles an hour across the marsh. Pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Of course, it had a BPS uh, package, I'm sure, on the motor. Uh, it had all the, you know, the, the Q muffler and, yeah. and whatnot and the BPS heads. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just a, a Mud Buddy 5000. Yep. Yeah, pretty, that is pretty, impressive. pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a guy that's going to be calling you later today, Glade. He's, <laughs> he's, he's wanting an 1854 with a 5,000. He runs about 285, and his hunting partner runs about 260, and their dog runs about 90. And he's concerned about, on an 1854, that 5,000 being able to get 30 miles an hour or better. I don't think they should be concerned at all. No, yeah, we can, we can fix them up. Um, you know, that's the, that's what we do. We're not here to, to, to build stuff, to go racing and beat your buddy. Uh, we're building stuff to put your corn fed guys and your biscuit fed labs in the, in the boat and, you know, get them up on plane and get to your spots and make sure you get home and, uh, at the end of the hunt. And doing a so, great job doing that as well. Yeah, man, we're, we're, uh, we're busy as can be. Well, lots, lots of stuff is, uh, on a little bit of a wait because of how fast we're selling this stuff. So, you know, if, if you guys are looking for performance parts then hit us up now before your actual season starts. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, you know, the lead time's not as bad on the mud buddy motors as it is on our Excel boats, but it's amazing to me how the combination has just blown up this year. I mean, Dave, have you ever seen this with more boats on order? No, never. No. You know, our bay boat sales typically slow down this time of the year, allowing us just focus on the F4s, but bay boat sales haven't slowed down. And of course, the F4 sales are just uh, continue to grow. You know, we're signing on new and bigger dealers and, um, and um, you know, there's just this demand for the F4s just out, out of the roof. And yeah, I think there, there's good water conditions this year. I mean, you guys have been getting a lot of rain. Um, I think that'll help, you know, pretty good forecast for duck hunting this year. And, you know, and duck hunters are always optimistic anyways, but um, no, it, it's, uh, I've never seen it this busy before at Excel, certainly this time of the year. Yeah, I know. I'm very optimistic. I'll tell you what, we've had some cooler temperatures. We've got a bunch of rain. Matter of fact, I saw the sun just a second ago for the first time since Friday afternoon here. So four straight days of rain and these cool temps. Yeah, man, I'm jacked up and ready for it to start. Yeah. Did you get any of the lingering effects of the hurricane in, in Tennessee? You know, you know, we didn't. Um, we were very fortunate here. Everything went north of us and tracked. I don't know if the way those systems move, that is um, affecting what we're having now. It seems like we've got a, 
uh, a system that's just kind of stalled out over us and dumped quite a bit of rain, but I don't think it has much to do with the hurricane. And we're fortunate because, you know, I've got friends just in our neighboring state, North Carolina, of course, you know, say from Tennessee to North Carolina, it sounds like your neighbors, but if you live in Eastern Carolina and you live in Western Tennessee, you're 12, 14 hours apart. So there is a huge gap because both states are so long and narrow or wide. And, uh, I should say, um, but I talked to our pro staffer, Sophie Swaney, last Thursday. She was still at her folks' home in Memphis, and um, she lives in Jacksonville, which is one of the towns in North Carolina that was hit hardest. They received during the hurricane like 50 inches of rain. And wow. she's talking about being sometime late next week before they can return home. So, uh, wow, Sophie lives in Jacksonville? Yep, Jacksonville, North Carolina. That's yeah, where she's I was born in Jacksonville. Really? Camp Lejeune. Yeah. <laughs> what an interesting piece of trivia. Naval yeah. Hospital in Camp Lejeune. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is Sophie's temporary home while she's in school, and right. she can't get there. I mean, it's you know they've told her don't even think about coming home till the end of the month. They're coming back. Wow. And a lot of the residents that evacuated. So. Uh, don't really think that's going to have a big impact on our duck season here. I think having rain now is probably helping us a lot of times. Last couple of years, we've been very, very dry um, in the month, couple, last couple of months for duck season. Uh, getting great reports from teal hunting. I had uh, some buddies in Mississippi uh, and in Arkansas both last week call me and say, man, you've got to come down here, Louisiana. Those guys are hitting the blue wing really, really hard. So um, usually that's a good indication for us also of how our duck season is going to be. I know Mm -hmm. on years when we tend to whack them hard in September on the blue wings, we get into the ducks pretty good in December and January. So we got the opposite weather pattern here, you know, up north where I do a lot of hunting. It's been, I think the middle of last week, it was 93 days without rain. So now it's, you know, what, 98 days without rain and, certain parts of utah northern utah yeah it is terrible yeah what's the salt got, lake look like? drought uh drought, big drought desert you, you've seen the uh bonneville salt flats that's pretty much what the great salt lake looks like most of it, it it's yep. down it's i think it's uh it's down a foot or two from what it was last year it might be historic low right now i'm not sure pretty darn close wildfires yeah, crazy wildfires because of the drought. So, yeah, we're in a we're in a world of hurt here. Oh yeah, my sons miss soccer games. Our my our vet has even told my daughter not to ride her her horse in the, when it's smoky. If you go outside and you smell smoke, it is not good for your lungs or obviously a horse's lungs either. So it's it's canceled uh, all kinds of uh, outdoor events. It's been so bad, smoky, dry. Wow. All right. So, Glade, question for you. You know that area off the causeway there that you uh, took Rocky and I and we hunted out of the layout boats with uh, our buddies from Camp Chef? Yeah. Is it dry now? It, it, it mostly is. There's a there's a little channel, just like a river channel, that pours through there now. It used, you know, you used to look south b- behind Antelope Island and it was a giant lake. You couldn't see the end of it. But now it's it's just almost a river channel that that just pours through there, so we uh, we won't be doing any of that kind of hunting in that spot this year for sure. 
unless something drastically changes. Right. Yeah, it's too late for that anyway. I mean, it could rain every day from from here until January and still wouldn't have enough rain to fill up the Great Salt Lake. Yep. It, especially with all of the, uh, you know, the, the growth in, in, in Utah and, and other big cities around here. They're, the, our government thinks that they have failed if a single drop of water reaches the Great Salt Lake. They want to try to use it all up for agriculture and water people's lawns and everything else and you know, don't really care about the birds or you know, any of the, the, the wetlands. That's crazy. But I guess with everything so shallow, that makes having a perform having performance parts and stuff available even more important. That's exactly right. Yep. That's where, you know, that's the, you know, that's why we started doing this to begin with. That's why Glenn did this in his garage, you know, 25 years ago, is for the, the need to to run in shallow water to duck hunt. Um, you know, if if duck hunter found ducks or heard there was ducks on the moon, he would figure out a way to build our spaceship to get to the moon to kill those ducks. So yeah, you know, we we build these performance packages so you can spin a, a bigger prop uh, that that helps you get up on plane faster in the super shallow water. You know, we've got these hammer props that uh, the guys are using for for big loads, and and um, uh, you've got to have some some performance parts to push that prop. Um, but that's the the main you know the key for for that prop is is getting yourself up on plane real fast, and that way you're not trudging and trudging and, and burning up your your prop. It just pops you up on plane right now, and and you're gone. Yeah, you know, and I've ran both the hammer uh, and the raptor, and man, I. They both work great. They just have different uses. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So if I'm a guy that that's, you know, I'm looking for speed. I'm usually running the light. Don't have a lot of weight in the boat. Uh, I'm running a 40 or a 4400 or a 50. Which prop am I looking for? I want to get a good um, whole shot and get good speed. Yeah, I would say the the Raptor for that. The the three blade props. The 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 biggest selling point um for the three blade props is balance they're they're more balanced than a two blade um which you know is going to save you from things like cracked mufflers and um you know out of balance shafts and and loose nuts and bolts and things like that um a guy that's light loads using it in the summer uh, using it in deeper water with vegetation, things like that. The the Raptor prop is is the you know the one you want to go with by far. Uh, the Hammer prop is you know like I was saying before, it's it's meant for getting heavy loads up on plane in shallow water fast. It's not going to have the top speed like the Raptor or the Big Blade will, but it's going to get you up on plane fast and you're not having to worry about wearing out your prop in the mud, sand, um, and, you know, you're, you're up on plane immediately. That's the, you know, the, we've also got the Big Blade prop, which is kind of a, uh, it's a little bit faster than the hammer is, um, and it, uh, it it's it's not going to quite get you up on plane as fast as the as the hammer will. Um, it's kind of like as far as performance goes, it's kind of in between the hammer and the raptor, um, but it's still a two blade, and the the raptor will still be balanced better than the than any two blade will. Cool, that's a great overview. Um, what what's your favorite offering that you guys have from BPS for these motors or mud buddies? 
so our most popular things by far are mufflers. Um, you know, that's a, it's a heavily debated topic and, and, you know, everybody has their own opinion on what works better and what, you know, the, it boils down to we've built and sold more Q mufflers than any other performance muffler on the planet combined. Um, they're, they, they give you a boost in horsepower, boost in RPMs. They're stainless steel. So you don't have to worry about them rusting out. They've got the, uh, the flex fittings. So you don't have to worry about them cracking. Um, they're, they're almost as quiet as stock. They just have a little bit deeper tone. Uh, the Q mufflers, you know, by far the best one out on the market. Um, if you are a guy that wants to try to get as much horsepower as you can and, and, um, you know, you're in an area that's not filled with houses and things like that. We also sell the rapid muffler. Um, it's a bit louder. Um, and it also gives you a little bit more horsepower, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit louder. It's, it's for the guys that are, you know, out in the open, don't have to worry about, you know, making neighbors upset, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's become a big deal. Yep, yep. We're um, we're we're constantly on the you know R and D and different mufflers. Um, so you know, keep your eyes out in the future for for uh, a performance muffler offering that's even quieter than stock. So we're we're working on it. Be anxious to see that one. I know a lot of guys in Arkansas will. We're getting close. We're getting close to having one. Yep. Yep. We're working on it. It's, uh, you know, when you, the more you baffle something, the more you choke it down, the less airflow, uh, the less power it makes. So you, we've got a, we've, we've gotten pretty creative and, and, you know, employed some pretty serious engineering to, to try to come up with a, with a solution, but it's, it's coming. We're working on it. That's great. I can't wait to see one, get one on, uh, one of my boats down the road here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's the bad thing about us being so far apart. I don't get to play with our, our stuff enough. You know what? You've got it made out there. I'm so jealous of both of you guys. Something new comes out. I see you out there on the water right off the bat. You know, that's got to be a great benefit to work in there. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely yeah. some perks. Field testing, you know, especially in the fall. You know, sorry, I got to go out field testing. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> My my wife doesn't always believe that answer, but I always try to sell her on it. Somebody's got to do it. You know, yeah. I can see myself having to field test a bunch during a certain 60-day period coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It has to be during that time frame. Yeah. Dave. yeah. <laughs> Dang, Dave. Yeah. Sorry you were trying to reach me in the office and couldn't get me. I was out field testing yeah. today. <laughs> By the way, do you need some ducks? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to make it out this fall, Paul, and do some field testing with us. I want to really, really bad. I'll tell you what. Um, and, Glade, I'd like last year, uh, of course, it was a terrible day. I'm embarrassed by that day now, but I'd really like to get you down at my place in Marble, Arkansas as well. I had Dave and Bill last year. It was it's a lot of fun. It had to be the worst day of the year at that club. But <laughs> well, I don't know if bringing me is going to help that situation. I usually <laughs> bring the bad luck with me. Well, it was sixty degrees, overcast, spitting a little bit of rain, and no wind. Not much wind. Huh. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, as I remember, it was frustrating. Is there white? There were quite a few ducks, but they would not pay us attention at all. I mean, they would not get within eighty yards of our spread. 
It wasn't uh, this... huge shortage of ducks, which even makes it more frustrating. It's it's different when you're out there and not seeing anything. It's even more frustrating is when you're seeing a lot of ducks. You just can't get them to commit, not even get close. Yeah, when you're the designated caller like I was that day, and you can't get them to even slow down, crane their neck, stop a wing beat. I mean, it, you yeah, talk that's about right. I remember that. You were the designated. Well, therein lies the problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you remember what little Bill told me after about 15 minutes of straight calling? <laughs> Glade, we had a guy from down there, a good friend of all of ours, named Little Bill, and you just have to know him. He is, he is vintage Southern Arkansas for sure. And finally, I, uh, he looks up at me and he says, Jay Paul, you've been blowing that call for about 15 minutes straight. And obviously, you're just impressing the hell out of the ducks because they're slowing down so much. <laughs> Is this on a, a, a waterfowl management area that's affected by the new out-of-state rules? No, this is on my own private lease and, and my best pit. And we're sitting there and the next group come by and I, I call them again. And Bill looks at me and says, yep, impressed the hell out of them too, didn't you? <laughs> and this private lease just happened to be Buck Gardner's place. Yeah. Uh, no, it's got some ducks. It's in a good area. Yes, it, it's Buck's. Actually, my clubhouse is Buck owns it. And, and leases it to us and Buck hunts with the sum. Although I didn't feel too bad because it was shortly after that, that Buck and I had a, a couple of Navy seals on a day with the same weather conditions, except we did kill a few because we had a little bit of wind, but Buck tried to work two or three groups in a row. And then one of the Navy seals turned to look at him and says, Buck, maybe you ought to get that world championship trophy and show them and that make a difference. <laughs> you know, the Navy SEALs could have got out of Browning 50. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, one of these guys was a radio operator and the other was a sniper. And the radio operator was an even better shot than the sniper. And they were both lights out. It was pretty doggone impressive. And, uh, they both looked like they'd been chiseled out of the side of a mountain also. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they had muscles on their ears, but they were the nicest <laughs> pig suckers. They were the nicest, politest young guys. But, uh, you know, when they, when they started making fun of Buck, we all laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Get insulted, you know, but we had, a, we had a great, great time out there. And I, I hope to get you uh, – down to hunting with us sometime this year. And of course, you'll be back in January, I guess, Dave. Sure, I'll be back in January. Yeah. Field testing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always a fun time. Good to, it's just so different hunting out there and hunting here in Utah. I enjoy it. That's what me and Rocky said about our trip to Utah. It's just so different hunting out there. Yeah, I'm kidding. Here. Yeah, you have well, trees there, you know? <laughs> Our marsh is here. I don't even know if you could see a tree within within sight. No, not real trees. No. It's no, just, just it's a different world, just entirely different. Yeah. A lot of our marsh doesn't even see water. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah. have water right now. Yeah, no. that's for sure. Well, Glade, if you need out of state field tester for backwater performance system parts here in the upcoming weeks just give me a shout i'll be more than happy to to come out <laughs> there and give you a southerner's perspective 
Yeah. You got it, man. No, uh, yep. I need as many uh, as many testers as I can get. We got all sorts of stuff planned coming, so you got it. In addition to mufflers, uh, you you offer uh, blinds, boat blinds. We do. Yep, we've got the fast grass and the shaggy blind. Um, the fast grass is kind of a a, a natural woven palm leaf. Um, it, it's good for, you know, cattails and tulies and phragmites, things like that, where you're pulling up into the, into the bushes. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got the, the shaggy blind, which is like a kind of a ghillie suit material. Um, uh, it's mostly synthetic ghillie suit material. Um, they both, uh, function the same way as it's, it's kind of like a scissor blind. It comes up and there's a, a channel down the middle of the boat. Um, for you kind of your head to pop up out of uh, when the birds are coming you just kind of hunker down a little bit um, and then we also leave a, a spot on the bow of the boat open for the dog to sit um, the blinds come with extra pieces of material you can cover up a dog blind or, or however you want to use them um, but we've got both of those blinds um, in stock you can see a million pictures of them on on our website backwaterperformance.com i use a fast grass blind it's awesome that thing will disappear in the marsh yeah, I yeah. had, let's see, 13 years before I had to replace the grass. Wow. Yep. So, I mean, they're, they're pretty durable. You take care of the grass and dry it out after it rains. Um, now that'll last a long time. It's, it's a great blind. I love it. It's just quick and easy. Easy to set up, easy to travel on the highway. Yeah, you know, the one thing, you know, I get guys, well, is, don't you have anything overhead, you know, coverage? It's like, well, how are you going to shoot if you got overhead coverage, you know? <laughs> By the time the ducks are that close, you know, you should be shooting anyways. But, yeah, they're a very good, both of them are great blinds, real versatile. Yeah, yeah, and there's kind of a, a tip that I like to tell people if they've got a new one is get it all built and set up and, and set it up like you're going to hunt out of it and uh, spray it down with the hose um, and let it dry and do that about five times. Um, let it sit out in the sun for a couple of days, just keep spraying it, letting it dry, and it'll make the, the grass go from a kind of a, a bright yellow color to a more natural tan. And um, it, it blends in a lot better every, everywhere you go. Yeah, we use the actual real fast grass, which is, um, there's, there's, 20 different kinds of, of woven palm leaf mats out there on the market. And there is not a single one that's anywhere close to the real fast grass. Yeah. That was uh, the original fast grass has been around for a long time. It was it's yep. good stuff, much better than yep. all the other. I mean, there's some grasses that have real wide leaves and yeah, you know, they're just hard to work with, hard to fold, how to, um, you know, it's nice too. Is you get extra panels, grass panels, you put one on the bow of the boat, one on the back of the boat, if you're only hunting a couple people, they put one in the middle of the boat and with some extra grass panels, man, that thing, you know, you'll just disappear. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, you walk around a, a, you know, big box sporting goods store and, and see the stuff that they've got there and just, you know, bend one of the leaves on it and it's, and it just crumbles in your hands. This, this fast grass is, you know, it'll last you 10. Yeah. 13 years I got out of mine. Yeah, you know, and that's the great thing about, you know, BPS products. I mean, you know, Glade and the guys there at BPS, you guys, everything that you put into them that you get aftermarket is quality. I mean, you're certainly not shirking on any of your components all along the way. And, you know, that's very evident from 
you know, our, our mufflers that are so well constructed and don't crack to the, the, the fast grass that you, uh, you know, put on your blinds to, you know, the paints that we use on our boats and on our accessories as well. And that commitment to quality, I think, is a, a huge deal. I'll tell you, for those guys out there listening that aren't familiar with backwater performance systems, you need to go check out the website, backwaterperformancesystems.com. And we've talked about, you know, trolling motor mounts and and fast grass blinds and, and mufflers. But there's a whole wide array of products that BPS offers, not just for our Excel boats, but that also uh, can be used on our competitors as well. And some really cool stuff that you're making out there in Salt Lake City, Glade. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. You know, our, our whole entire business is nothing but uh, performance parts, accessories, and replacement parts for duck boats. Um, you know, we've got eight full-time employees here. And, you know, that's all we do is, is you know, think of ways that we can make your duck boat better, uh, faster, or hide better from the ducks, or, you know, you name it. Uh, that's that's all we do all day long is is try to figure out a, a better mousetrap and um, you know performance parts are all we go the extra mile and and you know make sure they're all CNC machined or um, you know the, the hand lapped. There's a million different processes that we go through to make sure that that ours are a step above you know the competitions for sure. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, listen, guys, I've kept you for a while from your job there, Glade. Uh, always great to have you on, though, and look forward to doing some hunting with you either in Utah or Arkansas soon. Uh, Dave, I'll be seeing you, I know, in a few weeks, either there or here for sure. Got your annual trek planned. Oh, and yeah. Maybe the three of us can get together in a duck blind. Hey, man, I'd love it. I'd love it for sure. And you, you name the date. I'll be there. All right, buddy. Well, listen, guys, it's been great having you on here. And uh, what do we got coming up, Dave, in guest? I think we got Bill Wilroth from... Yeah, um, Bill Wilroth from Dakota Decoys. Um, he's going to be at the plant uh, in about a week, week and a half to pick up his uh, 1854 F4 center console. So it might be a good opportunity. Maybe uh, you can meet him there and maybe do a Facebook Live with him and a podcast at the same time. Um, who else we got? Probably bird dog waterfowl, waterfowl schedule. Yeah. yeah, that was a really, really fun one that we did last year. Looking forward to that. And, and uh, Bill from Dakota Decoys, and uh, I'm probably going to try to have Ryan from Camp Chef back pretty soon with us. Uh, either he or, or Scott Laysath visiting skin, talk a little bit of cooking. That was great having both of them on recently and speaking of decoys as well for you guys that listen to the podcast regularly as we prepare coming into duck season um on our excel boat site and perhaps our mud buddy site as well we're going to be doing some facebook lives our marketing guys jeffrey whitlock there in the home office and dave uh blade and i are both contributing as well we're gonna gonna be sharing in some facebook lives some of our favorite decoy setups uh, for those Dakota decoys and, you know, how trying to give you a little bit of informative information on how you can set up most effectively uh, depending on the type of situation that you're hunting. I know in the rice fields there in Arkansas, I really like a pinwheel setup if you're on a levee that's in the middle of the rice paddies and a lot of people have no clue what that's about. So talk about that. The, the J hook. Um, Glade, what's your favorite pattern? You know, a lot of times we have a hard time hiding anywhere for, for geese. Uh, so, 
our our decoy setup usually depends on where we get to hide. Um, I try to almost never hunt in the middle of the field. It almost never works on these educated birds. So we'll set up in a fence row or, or some bushes or some taller, uh, you know, taller vegetation that didn't, the mower didn't hit. Um, so it just kind of depends on the wind and where we can find that blind. But uh, I like setting up small family groups of geese and uh, trying to get them, you know, in, in the pocket. How about you, Dave? Well, for as far as a marsh spread, probably the horseshoe. And that's, always seems to work well um you know put a bunch of teal in close and a group of ducks upwind group of ducks downwind have a nice uh, landing zone for them with a horseshoe can work in variable wind conditions if the wind changes on you with the exception of wind in your face but um yeah that's always my go-to is uh you know the, amen the, the horseshoe throw some uh feeders or some you know, motion decoys in the middle of the hole create some motion well there are a whole lot of variables out there i think it'll be really interesting uh as we share our, our decoy setups that that we like to you know my go-to is probably the j-hook most of the time which is a variation on your horseshoe so uh be watching our social media, particularly Facebook. We're going to have some Facebook lives coming up on decoy spreads and set up some really interesting guests coming back up over the next few weeks. And uh, maybe we'll have you back again too, Glade. And until next time, uh, I'm Jay Paul Jackson, Dave Reynolds, and Glade Harris. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors.